Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on the Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hi, guys. It's 9 o'clock again. We've got our show on a right. normal time, which is exciting. hey 9 to 11 today. Fantasy Scramble still happening at 9.30, so it's only 30 minutes away. We'll have Jesse Osmond join us to uh, help you with your fantasy football advice. So text those questions into 503-250-1080. Hell, text anything you want to 503-250-1080. That's where the text line is. And uh, we're here to take your texts and, uh, and enjoy some football with you today. Um, you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503 and Joe's at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Um, I just, I'm jumping in so quickly today because we have a lot of football, right? We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Got to talk about it, though. Antonio Brown signed with the Bucks. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got, uh, there's Ducks COVID cases already, and, and they had to shut down practice. We've got the fantasy scramble. We've got great games this week. We've got all sorts of stuff to get to. Coaches being fired, Daniel Jones falling down, lots of great things, right? But I'm just so jacked up about my favorite sport today, <laughs> and that's baseball. So I want to, it's baseball, baby. I want to talk a little baseball. Um, I'm assuming the two of you saw at least some part of the game yesterday, right? Some part of it. You know, Mike, I didn't. Oh, but I listened to it all on the radio. Hey, I was grocery shopping late last night, but I had the game on my phone, and so I listened to it the whole time while shopping, and then when I got home, I was listening to it. Could have turned it on the TV, but I wanted that. You were Dan Shulmaning it. Yeah, I was I was feeling that radio call, so I kept that on the whole time. Um, yeah, Patrick from the baseball show Wednesday also said he was listening in the radio, so uh, it's a good way to listen to baseball as well. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get to it, but man, that the ending call by Dan Shulman was epic. Was it? Because Joe Buck's call was great, too. Yeah. I was I was beside myself with how good the call was. Um, so if if you did not see yesterday, I know not a lot of people who listen to this show are probably baseball fans, considering it's a football show. But it's the World Series. You throw on the World Series, right? Championship Series. Rashad was even watching it. And Rashad doesn't care about, about baseball. Um, there were runs scored in eight consecutive half innings back to back to back to back to back from the bottom of the fourth to the top of the eighth inning. The win probability chart is a jagged line of like a good heart rate. It's just like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, there's runners on first and second with two outs and little use utility man. Brett Phillips comes up because they used him as a pinch runner 
two innings prior and they had a good bat. G-Man Choi was in the lineup there, one of their better power bats, and he was not there. It was Brett Phillips. Two strikes, two outs. Brett Phillips hits an RBI single into center field off of Canley Jansen, who's been struggling mightily for the Dodgers. Chris Taylor bobbles the ball. It gets into his glove. He then kind of throws it a little bit to his left, which allows Kevin Kiermaier to score easily. That ties the game with two outs. He then, but that bobble forces the guy on first, which is Randy Rosarena, to keep going. He stumbles around third, in between third and home. He rolls. He does like a stop, drop, and roll like he was on fire. He gets up. As the ball is being relayed to home, he starts running back to third. Will Smith, the catcher on the Dodgers, tries to tag too quickly because he doesn't know the guy fell. He loses the ball, and it goes sliding across the back uh, the backstop. And Orozarena jumps back, turns back around, dives as hard as he can, smacks the plate. Smacks the plate. The Rays win, and it's now 2-2 in the World Series instead of 3-1 Dodgers. And I literally sat up. I was just on the couch. I was just watching the game. And I just started screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It was one of the more visceral reactions to a baseball game that I've had that wasn't my own team. It was incredible. And I know that the we do this when when we watch exciting games. I know that we do this when we uh, when we're seeing something that's like just happened. But I heard people saying that might be the best World Series game of all time, just because of the back and forth. Well, I'll I'll, I'll defer to you on that one because you watch much more World Series than I have. Um, I I was you know I was at dinner, so I kind of saw some of the game looking up see some of it but i didn't get a chance to watch you know every moment i got a chance to see uh the ending uh, the, the the you know obviously the outcome on on sports center and uh watching it back all i could think of when i saw will smith drop the ball at home plate was bill buckner right through <laughs> his legs like that i mean every, do you blame that on will smith or do you blame that on chris taylor for bobbling an easy ball because uh, he I mean, least, the throw wasn't great either, to be honest. It wasn't, with but you. it was in his glove, and it kind of, you know, like you said, he kind of whiffed around, and there goes the ball, and it was just, it you 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 seldom see an error like that that ends the game, you know. Like I don't watch a lot of baseball, but when I do, it's it's like you you very almost never see like a, a silly mistake like that, you know, by a fielder or or the catcher, you know, by that matter, just to end the game and just. You know, I, I forgive my man that slid in the home and just beating on the on the home plate like yes. a Rosarena. Yeah, yeah, man, that was that's the awesome moment right there. Just looking at him laying there, just kind of, you know, his teammates don't even really acknowledge him at first. It's like, wait, what do we do? Like, well, they're already we, sprinting out to Phillips, who's going, by the way, airplaning in the outfield. And so he's on the ground, like, wait a minute, I just scored. Game's over. Like, somebody come get me first. And then it looks like the rest of the team's like, oh yeah, let's let's go over here. But I thought it was a, an awesome. It's so many. So many errors, like at the end of the, it's like to end a game like that. That's the that might be the the worst. That has to, that stings when you go into the locker when you go oh, into the that clubhouse is, tonight. That's crushing. That stings. Like Did you that's see, not, Well, you didn't see because you weren't watching fully. Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers. There's a clip of it. You might have seen it on Sports Center. They had they were zoomed in on him. Mm-hmm. He turns around. He screams a ton of expletives. He throws his mask. He throws his paper. He throws his hat. He spits angrily on the, on the, on the field. I mean, he knew just how big that game was and two miscues in the field cause you to lose. He was furious. You're talking the difference between uh, a three, one lead and being tied two two. you know, now now it's, now it's anybody series We're you know, we're, we're back to square one at this point. So yeah, you know, whenever you get a, a big pendulum swing like that, or like it's, that's that was that was huge, and I just I mean that's one of the reasons that you got to love sports like that type of emotion. Baseball, you mean, like, Rashad? Well, any sport. Why you have you know? to love well, baseball? Well, I mean, no, because I'm I'll think back to like even just I love Ka- baseball. Ka- I know you do. I know it's your it's your first love. Yeah, but I just think back to even Kawhi's um, game winning series clinching, you know, jumper that he made. You know, like I'm not a Raptors fan, but I think everybody that's a fan of basketball was like, oh my God, Dame the shot. The one in the corner. Yeah, yeah, you know, Dame shot to beat oh, OKC. It's like, oh my, if you're a fan of sports, whether you're a fan of that team or not, it's like holy hell, what just what just happened? Did you see that? And so this was one of those moments. It was like, bro, did you see that? Did you yeah. see what just happened? Like that, that is one of those shared sports moments absolutely. among any fans who are watching the game of just like, 
what on earth just happened? And I think it's going to be one of those things you're going to remember it more for the Dodgers' huge mistakes at the end than you will for, uh, unfortunately, than you will for the Rays, you know, scoring and and, ending the game. Uh, It's possible. I think I'm going to remember it for the Rays more just the way I watched it personally. All right, Joe, you got the clip of Joe Buck. Here's Joe Buck calling the final. It's a great call. Give Joe Joe Buck gets a ton of crap. Give him a ton of credit. This is the call, the final play. Two strikes. Jansen. That is into center field. Here comes Kiermaier. Phillips has tied the game. Arose Arena coming around. Throw home. Now he stumbles. But the ball gets away. Tampa Bay wins it. Brett Phillips, game four, hero. I think that's good, Joe. I think he just lets them celebrate for a while now. I just love the a Roserade rounding third, and he stumbles, and the ball gets away, and the Rays win it. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's so much Goose that bumps. happened just within that little bit, man. There's a lot of tweets out there from last night. I retweeted a couple of them at Mike Lynch 27, but there's all these angles now of, of the play, and there was one great camera. It was a s- simultaneous camera cut. It starts on Jansen. The single goes in. Jansen falls to his knees. He knows he gave up the game, at least the tie. Then they cut to the base runners rounding, and they cut to a Rosarena falling. And then it's like, then they cut to the catcher. It's the same camera, and it's just cutting back and forth. It was was incredible to watch that one clip because all the emotions on all the players and all the coaches, and it kept moving around, and it was just like, it was just like you were there. It was great. No, yeah, that was... That was an awesome moment to see, um, even for a little bit. Like I said, I didn't catch the whole game. But just that, you know, that last four hours and ten minutes for the game. Like, that's... That's playoff baseball that's for you. That's playoff baseball, you know. That, like, I'm but shaking my head it like wasn't Joe. Like, it wasn't uh, walking slow, though. I mean, there was runs. It was no, a it, constant the, the game slew of runs. 7-8, you know, or 8-7. Right, you know but it mean? wasn't so, like yeah. one big inning for either team. It was... Yeah. Like as I said, that's why I said eight consecutive half innings of runs being scored. It was not. It was never ending offense, but it was just one, one, two, one, one, mm-hmm. three, one, one, two. It was just back and forth. It was so good. Well, and with the Rays not being an offensive team, whenever you saw the Dodgers go up by a run or two, you were all like, mm, this, "Who knows? This yep. could be the deciding run." And then you get a, a Rosarena home run, and then you get a Kiermaier home run, and you're just like, "This Ooh, team will." That home run was huge. You're like, yeah, especially after. Uh, uh, or who was in uh, second base who dropped that diving ball? I mean, he didn't drop it. That was it. Brandon Lau. Brandon yeah. Lau, yeah, thank you. And because that was on two outs, and I'm pretty sure the Dodgers scored every single run Everyone. on two outs yep. also. So if they're able to make some stops, imagine how that game goes differently for the Rays. But, I mean, just classic, epic game. Like Mike said, I mean, it goes down as, I don't know, if not the best World Series, but definitely. It's got to be considered one of the great. Like, yeah. It gave me uh, serious Indians-Cubs vibes from a few years ago, that Game 7 matchup between them. Uh, by the way, for the Dodgers, I believe I saw this during the broadcast. First pair of teammates with four hit games in a World Series game. First or second. It was It's a rare feat. Corey Seager, four for five. Justin Turner, Four for five, and the Dodgers lost. How about that? I love baseball. I tweeted that in all caps yesterday. <laughs> I love baseball. I do. I do. Uh, all right. That's enough baseball for today. We got a lot of football to get to. We already got text coming in on the text line um, for fantasy scramble and some baseball stuff. And I want to a- answer this question. Someone said, you know what? You see, you said we can text anything. Here's a breakfast question. Mm. I'm going to answer that next. Also, was Thursday night football good? Was it? It was a close game. I couldn't turn my eyes away. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Who played Thursday? Giants. Cowboys? Giants Eagles. Oh, no. Giants Eagles, sorry. I for sure didn't watch that. Oh, you should have. We'll talk about it next. Football Sunday on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
Sometimes it's Sunday morning and Rashad comes in with the most random, passionate it's, hot it's takes of all time. Random. It's a little random. Passionate, quite possibly. It is a passionate take. Well, the reason I say it's random is that I've never once in my life thought about this because it's never crossed my mind. Right. And you come in with so much passion about it that I'm going to have to talk about it now. Well, we can talk about it. I mean, it's... Look at what you've done. Well, there you go. You're welcome. Look at what you've done. This is in life radio. I already this had a segment do. plan, but you know, this we is, can push that back. This is what we do, bro. All right. First, though, I did promise I would answer this text, and then we'll get to your passionate hot take. You said to text anything we want, so I'm asking what your favorite breakfast food is as I figure out what to eat this morning. Give me one sweet and one savory. Thanks. Oh. Well, I, I'm very... This is probably going to come across as stupid to most of you. Um, breakfast is my least favorite meal. Uh, I like breakfast food, but I don't often eat breakfast. Mm. So um, that is that's my that's my hot take. If I could choose a meal, I would choose dinner, and then I would choose lunch, and then I would choose breakfast. Um, that's my that's my order. It's my power rankings. However, from someone who is a little bit lukewarm on breakfast, uh, my favorite savory, I guess it kind of counts as both, is French toast. I love French toast. I think pancakes are overrated. I think waffles are overrated. I think French toast is top of the line in terms of that realm. Uh, and then in terms of sweet, honestly, like a great bowl of cereal, man. Just give me like a bowl of like uh, Reese's Puffs or something. Or you cinnamon really toast don't crunch. like breakfast, do you? I can tell. I, I'm telling you, it's, I'm very simple. I'm very <laughs> really simple with my breakfast. Like breakfast. Um, see, I'm sorry. I'm, no, sorry for I my mean, hot takes. Hey, man, like everybody has their thing, man. I get it. Captain uh, Horatio Magellan Crunch would be upset with you, Mike. Man. <laughs> Rashad, did you know that's Captain Crunch's full name? I can see it. Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. <laughs> he, he looks like an Horatio. <laughs> you know, look at him. <laughs> so, no, he does not. He absolutely does. That was the most. We look found the, that out on Wednesday last week. Look at the curls week. in his hair. Look at the mustache, man. Horatio I, Magellan. I could, yeah, he, see, I could see that. He's definitely got some European vibes. I can see it, man. <laughs> I can definitely see that. There's a whole story. He lives on some island that's off the coast of Ohio <laughs> in the Sea of Milk. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Captain Crunch will kill uh, the Horatio roof of your mouth. Magellan, please. Yeah, excuse me. Thank you. M Mr. Horatio will <laughs> kill the roof of your mouth if you, you know, eat a lot of Captain Crunch. But uh breakfast. Um I am a you know, I I love breakfast. Breakfast is really probably my favorite. So you're a better food. person to ask this question. Yeah, oh probably. Uh Joe, I'm sure you love breakfast as well. I mean I'm a because lazy because you guys are normal people. I'm a lazy bastard in the morning, so I don't make it often, but yeah, I absolutely love breakfast. Yeah, uh so I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm I love omelets. Uh, mm -hmm. There are some places here in, in Portland that you can get yourself an amazing uh, omelet, which I'll probably do after after would the show like, here. Would you like to share with the people? Yeah, no. You can go to uh, Gateway Breakfast House. I've been there once before. On like 117th and Halsey. That's good. Um, I don't know if Stepping Stone Cafe is open oh, right Stone. now. Like, it I'm is open. Sure. I walked past it the other day. So Stepping Stone Cafe is amazing. Get um, their smothered badass omelet. Yeah. You're yeah. probably not going to finish it. The, I was going to say, if you're looking for if savory there you go, right it's there. You get it's their got uh, chicken fried steak in it and gravy on it. Yeah, and it's like seven eggs. It's, it's huge. It's legit. Um, and get a main cake too because of the size of a plate. And I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Lynch. Like I, I love French toast. I like pancakes too. And I think pancakes is really dependent on the the syrup that you get. You know. So there was a place that my one of my favorite breakfast places ever here in Portland. Uh, it's called Overlook Cafe. It's since closed down. They built some mm. really gaudy apartments right there, but. Overlook Cafe had the best pancakes and syrup, and since then haven't been able to really find any like it. But uh, this person texted Mike, "You're a good food person. That take deserves a trip to Olive Garden for penance." You know? <laughs> no. You know? No. Yeah. I will not step foot in an Olive Garden. No. Oh, yeah. Don't you do need it. To go ahead, man. Real basic. You know? Don't, don't you dare go to Olive Garden. No. That's what it. That's what. No. That's what that sounds like. But, no. But no, there are some great. I places refuse. Here. There are some awesome places here to get. Elmer's is a you know is an organ. Uh, staple. So if you want to go to Elmer's, man, you can get yourself a nice crab avocado omelet. Crab avocado. Crab avocado. Yeah. Well, like Dungeness crab in there. Dungeon Dungeness crab. Mm. Some bacon. It's probably way more expensive because of that. Though, it's huh? about thirteen bucks. It's not really. Bad. Yeah. Because Dungeness crab get, prices are usually outrageous. Yeah, that and you get some. You know, get a couple, a few pancakes with it. Like, yeah, that's. And then they have the uh, Marionberry syrup that you can use on top of it like hey man Damn. that's a win that's, that's a what win you're talking right about with the flavored syrup absolutely huh? like you know if, if the syrup is good like ihop for no reason has the best well maybe it's an international house of pancakes so it's probably not for no reason but they have this butter uh pecan um uh, syrup that's it's probably amazing. terrible for you oh it's probably it's terrible for you i can feel <laughs> you know you feel your heart rate going up when you eat it but it's so good 
So, yeah, there's a few places out there to get some pretty good food. Also, Lynch really doesn't like breakfast since his savory dish, French toast, is usually top yeah, of syrup. Like, that's, I mean, well, that's why I said it could act as both because I know it's sweet, but it's bread. <laughs> it's literally just bread. So, <laughs> And then, you know, have yourself a nice Bloody Mary and you're good. Ooh, I hate Bloody Marys. Uh, give me a. Give I just me, don't like tomatoes. Sorry. Give me a good old plate of biscuits and gravy with some like sausage chopped up into it or something Sounds like good. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, this might sound weird, but you know, I like some uh, like sliced pineapple with my breakfast. Hey, some, some fresh fruit. fruit. There's nothing wrong with that. So, I, I, mean, I like to go with fruit. some melon, some cantaloupe, I'm not like or crazy honeydew on, like, melon. The berries in the morning or whatever, but just like some sliced pineapple in the morning. That's so, mm. so. There's a place called one of my, one of my favorite bars here in in Portland. It's called Katie O'Brien's, right? And it's like this is 26, kind of like a little divey and everything, but their breakfast menu is actually legit. They have this thing called the Big Breakfast, and it's like eggs, like four pieces of bacon. And if you want sausage or you know, instead, or if you want bacon instead of sausage, you get four pieces of sausage as well. Just ask for bacon. So I always have like this big amount of bacon. I would always pick sausage in that, in that uh, if I had that choice. Bacon's great, obviously. Yes. But uh, there's way more to the sausage. Like, if you're getting a big plate like that, the sausage holds up so well to everything you're going to mix it with. I would always go sausage. Yeah, so there's a couple great places. There's a hot take I think is acceptable. They give you a nice nice biscuits and gravy Mm -hmm. to go on the side of it and everything like that. You need to stop talking about it. And it's literally like 12 bucks. For breakfast, like the, all that stuff, so it's awesome. Okay, there you go. We answered. We answered your breakfast question, sir. I will also say, you did text it in stuffed hash browns at Sherry's. Mm, love if those they're things. if they're warm, if they're hot. Oh yeah, because when they're not hot, it's <laughs> awful. Yeah. I've never been to a Sherry's. You don't. You don't need to go to Sherry's. All right. You can get a pie from there or something. Okay, I have had tried. I have tried yeah. the pie. Yeah, yeah, you're good though. So the question you asked me very passionately in the break, yes, was if you were to win a championship. Would you prefer to have a ring or a trophy? I don't know what caused this question. I think you were looking up at Howie Long, and he was wearing his Super Bowl ring or something. No, I was looking at or uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy right? Johnson, and right. he had uh, a Lombardi trophy in his in his background. And, oh, and for me, like, so you asked the question: If you won, would you rather have the ring or the trophy? And I said the ring because I don't think you can get the trophy because the trophy goes to the team. Mm-hmm. So I said the the ring because you have it. It's right. yours. You can display it in your house. You can wear it if you want. Some people do. And, uh, yeah, that was my answer. Because I've never seen, like, I mean, I do. I see guys wear, like, their rings on, like, certain occasions, like, um, you know, it's Hall of Fame or, you know, they're they're honoring a team or something like that. But for the most part, I very seldom see anybody wearing these big, gaudy rings, like these huge. So I was like, man, the one thing I've I've very seldom see, almost never see, is, like, a coach or a player that has a Lombardi or has a Larry O'Brien trophy, like just in their house, you know, as a part of their, on, on their mantle or in their trophy case or whatever the case is. Like, I didn't see the one with Jimmy Johnson. That's yeah, cool that he has I, one. I mean, so I'm like, so we see it's possible unless the Cowboys are, we're like, here, just take this one. You know, you can have, I mean, we you, have got some. Us, you got us too. So you can just take this one. Like, and so unless the Cowboys did that, but I would be okay with saying, hey, man, you know, you can keep the ring. I Like, let's say you're LeBron, right? You've got four of them at this point. At what point are you like, you know what, man, I'd, I'd, I'd really much rather have a, a trophy. So if you can give me one of those. Like, I'm sure the rings are in there if they have a trophy case or whatever, but a lot of times when I hear athletes kind of speak about where their championship ring is or where their gold medal is, it's in the drawer under some socks and some other stuff. I'm like, well, well, it's got to be protected. People, of course, nobody looks in the socks drawer, right? Exactly. But you can't just walk out the house with my Lombardi trophy. Like, I'm gonna know that you have it. <laughs> you know. So, I think something like that would be like really, really cool. To, the only problem is that you said that you would ask for a replica. Then you're not getting the. They're real only thing. gonna make two. Like, I mean, seriously, at this point, they're gonna. That means they get one made every year this year because I won. They made two. Well, and that's the cool thing is that they don't get one made every year in all the sports. Stanley Cup is the same one. That's actually cool. I love. I love. And they the keep just adding the yeah. teams on it too. Yeah. I, I love that the stand that you know uh, hockey does. Nobody that. I love the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Well, the no. team gets it for the whole year. Yeah, and then when the season starts, it goes back yeah. to the Stanley like, Cup. And people. I mean, I, I guess there are some exceptions like that one because it's it is just one trophy and it just kind of travels throughout the uh, throughout the league. But this is a thing to where like no, this is for the 2024 Blazers team. Like yes, I, I would much rather have. For me, this is just me talking. Yes. I would much rather have a trophy than than that. Just imagine when somebody comes in your house and they see your they see your Lombardi 
like and they know you're a champion everything like that like it's something else snacks to seeing that i think the the coolest of all of this would be if you were an individual sport player like tennis mm-hmm. golf uh and you got to just keep the trophy of the tournament like french open and tennis every year you just get the the trophy or wimbledon it's the plate right you yeah. just get a plate so like if serena williams how many plates does she have or you know novak djokovic they probably have like five of them mm-hmm. but it's cool because they probably have this wall in their seven yeah. bajillion dollar mansion that like, has all of their trophies on it like right as you walk in so it's like ah i met novak djokovic's yeah. house okay. and it's like cool it's like you know and then you see the championship ring and it's just it's literally the smallest trophy that you have there it's probably worth the most but it's just the smallest thing it's like oh there it is it's that's really nice, but I mean, how many of your friends are gonna come over? It's like, hey man, can I can I hold the Lombardi? Can I can I touch? Can I can I grab that champion? Can I take a picture with it? Like, yeah, there are a lot of people. You're not gonna let everybody wear your ring, but yeah, if you want to take a picture with them, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and grab it. I'll take it for you. I think that'd be dope. All right, let's get into the fantasy scramble. We'll move the Thursday night football talk to uh, 9:45, and then we'll get into Antonio Brown and. Uh, all sorts of stuff coming up in the 10 o'clock hour as well. But if you have fantasy football start sick questions, we'll be joined by Jesse Osmond next, and we will give you as much help as we can uh, to get you set for your fantasy football week. Uh, that's next. First, Joe has sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. 934 here on your Sunday morning. That means it is time for Fantasy Scramble. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Text your start, sit, questions there. Uh, Jesse Osmond, as always, joining us on the phone. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hello. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, we're doing pretty well, man. It's, uh, it's another football bro. Sunday. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. You know, we got snow in Denver, bye weeks all over the place. You know, teams are starting to get healthy. I'm excited. All right, first question we got on the text line, half-point PPR, flex position, Cole Beasley, T. Higgins, DJ Chark, or Mike Williams? That's really tough, actually. Um, so DJ Chark is the best receiver on this list in terms of pure talent, but he's been really inconsistent getting his targets and catches so far. Uh, since he's come back from a short injury from Gardner Minshew. Uh, Beasley's been consistent in a PPR league. I think he gets a lot of catches with the Bills offense, which is good. Higgins has looked really good recently. Mike Williams is kind of a boomer bust kind of guy. So I think I think by default, I'm going to lean DJ Chark here just because he's the better player. But I'm also heavily considering Cole Beasley. Uh, I like Cole Beasley. He can be really up and down at points. Uh, Chark so far is playing the best, so I'm going to go DJ Chark. You know, Cole Beasley is the safest option here. So if you're just looking for safe, go ahead and plug him in. But um, now we're talking about varying upsides. You know, if you're looking for somebody who really needs to give you the biggest upside, biggest touchdown potential, I think that we all know him as a big-time playmaker, and we've seen Justin Herbert making big plays down the field. And that makes him very enticing. Chark has been a little bit down part of that being into being up and down nine turnovers to 11 touchdowns this season not very possible benching um that worries me about chark i kind of faded um for all of those reasons and mentioned you know mike williams going against that that jacksonville d um and so i mean honestly what i would probably do is if i want a safe floor with a high upside i'd probably go with t higgins if i want just a pure state floor, I'll probably go Cole Beasley. If I want just pure upside, I'm going Mike Williams. And so that's my three variants. What I would probably do is set up the All right, cool. Jesse, your phone's getting a little in and out, so if you could move slightly to find a slightly better service while I ask the next question, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, okay, next question. This guy says, I have three start sits. Uh, first one is at the quarterback position. That is Gardner Minshew or Joe Burrow. So what's interesting is Minshew's on the border of potentially getting benched. I've been seeing a lot of reports out there that really? the Jaguars are are kind of toying with the idea of benching him. He had his stats fantasy wise have been good. 
He's averaging, I want to say, like 15 points a game, 16 points a game so far early in the year, which is good. Um, but if you watch him play, he's really not that great. Like his his balls are not coming out really well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so fantasy-wise, though, he's still relevant as long as he has the job. Uh, but I think in this situation, I'm looking for – I don't even see Joe Burrow on the list. I'm trying to find him. I think I'm going to go Burrow against that Cleveland defense. Burrow's been – electric he does have a couple of turnovers he's had one or two bad games but i kind of have a better feeling about him than i do Minshew today against the chargers so i'm gonna go with joe burrow it's I, close though i love joe burrow i love what he's able to do right now i'm gonna ride him uh you know joe burrow going against that cleveland defense that secondary has not been good this year they've been kind of not a hundred percent back there quarterbacks have been taking advantage of that including joe burrow i believe joe burrow passed the ball over 50 times the first time these two teams met you know cleveland will put up some points on this defense especially coming off the game they had last week i think i think you're going to look at a guy in joe burrow that's going to have to pass the ball a lot this week i like him not to mention i the scuttlebutt is you could see Minshew benched by halftime he is so scary this week um i just gotta fade him yeah, I added Mike Glennon in my league that I have Minshew in uh, this week because I was petrified that they were going to bench Minshew. Um, next question is, Gio Bernard or David Montgomery? I'm going to go with Gio Bernard this week. Uh, Bernard is a great pass-catching back. So I don't know if your league is PPR or not, but now that he's the starter for Joe Mixon, he's going to get all the catches and all the rushes in an offense that likes to throw the ball to the running back as well. Uh, you know, a little bit of a pass-happy offense with Joe Burrow. I'm going to go Bernard here over Montgomery. Gio Bernard is consistently one of the most underrated fantasy guys, you know, every year, even when he was having to really share, you know, snaps with people. So I'm going to go Gio Bernard. Gio is just the most, one of the most consistent fantasy backs when he gets the opportunity Absolutely. and he gets the touches. And you're talking about a guy that Mike's right is going to be getting the touches. I'm sure they'll get a couple more guys involved just to give Gio a little bit of a spell, but this is going to be the guy this week. And I'm, I'm thinking, He's going to have a big, big game, and you're talking about a guy in Montgomery who's so inconsistent. He's getting the touches, but even so, he is still an inconsistent guy, and I would like Gio over Montgomery this week. And the final one from this guy is a really tough one uh, because neither guy is particularly exciting right now. Juju Smith-Schuster or Traquan Smith, Juju has been horrific this year fantasy-wise. For a guy who should would have been drafted you know, second round, third round, He's been horrible. Um, Traquan Smith is the only healthy receiver, it feels like, for the Saints this week. Emmanuel Sanders has COVID. Michael Thomas still hurt and is not playing. So he's basically going to be the de facto number one. But do you trust Drew Brees to throw the ball down the field at all? Because he can't really. A lot of dump offs. Dalvin Kamara into the tight ends. It's really tough. Uh, The worst defense in this situation is actually Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is not very good. Uh, they've been winning with a lot of good offense. They've been winning with a lot of good uh, Ryan Tannehill play, but defensively they've struggled a little bit. I might just go with a flyer on Juju here just because I, man, Trey, Qua- I just don't like anybody in that Saints offense, not named Alvin Kamara right now. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Traquan Smith because you don't like anybody else in the offense right now. Not named Alvin Kamara with my, with, uh, uh, with Williams being out for with a, um, you know, what is he? What is it? Was it his knee? Williams? Mike, I'm sorry. You mean Thomas? Thomas. Hamstring. Hamstring. So yeah. with him being out, um, that that's provides a problem for Drew Brees as far as throwing the ball. So uh, right now, Smith is really his 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 only option as far as trying to air it out at any point. Like they're gonna try their best to shut the you know the short game down. Alvin Kamara is amazing, but he's gonna need some type of help, and I think Smith is gonna be it. So expect him to get a lot of attention today. Man, this is a really tough one because Traquan Smith has proven to be a electric player but he is also not proven to be consistent there's a reason why this guy's been in the league for i believe uh, three years now and he's still not getting an opportunity on that roster you get a old man and um sanders coming in and just steps right in front of him uh it that that type of stuff worries me and and i think he has the upside but i also think he has more of the downside and so i would probably fade traquan smith myself i think juju actually it's more of a feeling than anything but i have a feeling juju is going to find the end zone today and have a pretty good day need two wide receivers in the flex non-ppr uh odo beckham jr aj brown cooper cup dj moore and jarek mckinnon um I, I i am going to start mckinnon he's the number one with the niners because of all the injuries to the running backs there and when he's been the number one this year he's been good so i will start mckinnon 
and that leaves two receivers. I'm going to go A.J. Brown, who is a must-start right now, absolutely unstoppable. And actually, I'm going to go D.J. Moore. Um, he, he got 11 targets last week, 11. If he keeps getting targets like that, he's going to be a must-start too. I know this is not non-PPR. Um, I'm not trusting Odo Beckham Jr. right now. Cooper Cup had a bad week last week. I think that's a fine play as well. I think they'll get him back the ball. He might get in the end zone as well today. But I'm going to go A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, A.J. Brown for sure. Um, D.J. Moore for sure. I, It's hard to not go against Odell Beckham, but the, the simple fact is, Man, Baker was benched last week, and we don't really know what that situation is, you know, is is going to look like. So I'll probably stay away from him, and I think I'd go Jared McKinnon as well. Uh, yeah, I think you know, in a situation where you have a guy that's as talented as McKinnon and on a on a offense that's as prolific at running the ball, um, even though they do kind of juggle the running backs around, typically. You're right. When McKinnon has been the starter, he's been good. So I, I I think it's hard to fade a McKinnon. And you're now now you're looking at the wide receiver position. I don't know how AJ Brown made this list. To me, he's a must start. Basically, every week he's healthy. Um, he is electric. He is dominant. He is just a, a top ten, top five guy in this league, hands down. You just got to start start him every week. Now, outside of that, I think probably. Um, as far as safe wise, as far as upside, I think DJ Moore also probably the best there. He he is going to get a lot of targets, um, and he has the ability to explode at the same time. So I, I like the floor and I like the ceiling for more. Hey, we all agreed on that. that was a long there one, and go. we agreed on it. That's that's very very rare for us. Um, okay, we got a tight end question: Hayden Hurst or Jimmy Graham? This seems obvious because we know of the hype that Hayden Hurst had this year. He has had uh, three total touchdowns, but outside of those games, he's not been particularly great. Uh, whereas you wouldn't think Jimmy Graham has been very good just from, you know, just kind of like thinking, oh, it's Jimmy Graham. He's getting five plus targets a game and he's been getting much more uh, looks since Nick Foles started playing. Um, I still think I'm going to lean Hurst here for the touchdown potential, although Jimmy Graham has a couple of touchdowns this year as well. But if you want a little bit of a safer option, I think it might be Jimmy Graham because he's still getting like five, six points a game on average. Uh, Jimmy Graham has kind of had a, a bit of a resurgence, if you can believe that a little bit. So uh, Hayden Hurst started, like you said, he started really, really hot. And then it's kind of cooled down a little bit. It's only been a couple weeks, but I'd, I'd still probably go Jimmy Graham. Yeah, no, being in that Atlanta offense, it does give you the ability to catch a 60-yard touchdown any given Sunday from Matt Ryan. But at the same time, there has been an extreme inconsistency from Hirsch there. Um, at the same time, you're right, since Nick Foles has taken over that position, he has leaned on Jimmy Graham, and he's leaned on him in the red zone. You're, you're looking at a guy that is almost looking better with a Nick Foles under center than he did with uh, the likes of Aaron Rodgers. So I I, I I got to go with Jimmy Graham um, with the consistent targets and the targets in the, in the red zone. Uh, Andy Dalton or Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to go with Bridgewater here. Dalton threw the ball a lot last week. I mean, they were down big uh, and he still didn't have a great fantasy day. He threw a couple of uh, bad throws. He had a really bad interception going into the end zone. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had a bad week last week, but otherwise he's been pretty consistent as a starting quarterback. I'm going to go Teddy touchdown. Teddy. Uh, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. Uh, I think Andy Dalton has something to prove. Hopefully he feels like he has something to prove. And uh, for that, I'll, I'll probably go with Dalton. I just think he has, you know, just more to work with, unfortunately. All right. So this is actually going to be kind of a long one because I'm going to kind of put my situation in here. This week is a bye week hell for me. I got uh, Jackson on bye week. I got Mark Andrews on a bye week. Marquise Brown on a bye week. Jonathan Taylor on a bye week. Miles Sanders was hurt. Nick Chubb's hurt. It's been a pretty interesting week for my team. Now, granted, I, I think I've recovered pretty well, but it basically came down to, do I want to start Drew Locke or Andy Dalton? I, I, I'm, I'm being serious now. Drew Locke or Andy Dalton is something I thought about all week long. Drew Locke, and do it. I, do it. <laughs> I dropped Andy Dalton this morning. I put Drew Locke in my lineup. I've had Now, this is going against all of my logic and normal advice. I'm going with feeling gut over fan logic bias. But, fan bias <laughs> and fan bias at the same time my logic for dropping dalton is that offensive line is horrid it is not the same offensive line that started the season at all in fact i think it's five 
basically practice squad guys there. You're looking at a guy in Andy Dalton that turned over the ball three times in five quarters. You're looking at a guy that has thrown one touchdown in five quarters in Andy Dalton. He did not look great despite all those weapons. And, uh, you know, I, I just got to fade him. I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater fan at all, but I think today – I'm I'm a Teddy fan. All right, there's a couple more, then we'll let you go here, Jesse. Tough spot due to injuries, needing a running back, Leonard Fournette or uh, Jamichael Hasty. Uh, he's the now, I guess, the backup in San Francisco because of the injuries. I'm going to go Fournette on this one. This is just purely. I mean, neither of those are good options. Oh, yeah. I'm very sorry that you're in that situation, but uh, I think Fournette will see the ball a little bit more than Hasty, so because he's healthy, so I'll say Fournette. I'm going to say Fournette. Man, this is a a really really tough one. I can. The the allure to Hasty is once again that rushing attack. He probably will get some touches. He did look a little bit um, like like he had some talent last week when he got some run. Um, but I think in this one you got to go with the guy that I think is going to take those McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn touches, which are those third down touches. And I think he's going to get some fourth quarter touches and probably give you some probably more upside than a guy like Hasty. So I'll probably go Leonard Fournette. Uh, we've got uh, AJ Green, good weather, young quarterback, or CeeDee Lamb, bad weather, bad quarterback. Um, well, CeeDee Lamb's the better receiver. That is that is for sure. Uh, AJ, AJ Brown is weird right now. I don't trust him because he's given up. If you've watched them play, he just stops running routes. He's just checked out completely. I mean, he's still AJ Green. He's still a guy who can get some catches, and if you know it's an easy catch, he'll get it. But there was a couple of really disturbing highlights from a week or two ago that I saw where he literally just stopped running and just does not care. So I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb on this one purely because uh, he still caught, what, like five, six passes last week. And, uh, oh, shocking, when Andy Dalton threw him the ball, he did well. So I think they're going to go back to him a little bit more this week. In bad weather, yes, I'm going to go with uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I'd have to go with CeeDee. Oh, jeez. Um Man, AJ Green's still so good. Unfortunately, last week he had eleven targets and eight catches, and it, it changed. But I do not trust him. He just he hates him. being a Bengal. He hates playing there in Cincinnati. He just doesn't want to be there anymore. And you have to understand where he comes from. Uh, but I think Burrow is still a good young quarterback, and I think AJ Green's his best option. Um, and Ceedee Lamb is playing with uh, the Red Rocket today. So, yeah, I'm gonna go You're ahead go and go Green. with AJ Green. All right, well, I'll break the tie, I guess. Um, so way I look at it is you have a guy in A.J. Green who's gotten the targets every week, I believe, except for one, and he's been productive one week this season. That, to me, is not a prove-it week. That was a you-can-still-do-it week. Um, and that doesn't give me any confidence in rolling him out the next week as opposed to a guy like C.D. Lamb, man, that guy is consistent. And one of the things that really helps him – is Amari Cooper on the other side. You've you got to roll coverage to Amari Cooper. That helps out a guy like C.D. Lamb. And despite the fact that Washington's a decent defense, they're they're decent in the front seven, not so much on the, so much on the back end. So I think C.D. Lamb will still have some success today. All right, that's all we got time for on the air. Uh, we'll, for those of you we didn't get to, we'll text you back our answers here in the break. Uh, Jesse Osmond joining us every single week for Fantasy Scramble. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck in your you bi-week hell this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Thanks, guys. All right, oh, let's take a break. Uh, coming up next, let's get quickly into the Thursday night football game that was this week. I want to play Joe Buck's call of uh, Daniel Jones's run because we have to. That's next, Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in Football song. Sunday. Forgot about this song. Yeah, I'm, I went in the one week that Joe was out. We had two music rotators and I checked what they were. One of them had like four songs in it and the other one had all the other ones. So I just deleted one and then all the other songs came back because we hadn't heard this song in a while. We put what was it? Did we make? Yeah, that song was from like five years ago now, right? Yeah. We changed the music once in the middle, and it's just been the same ever since. Yeah, that's, that's radioactive when that first came out. That's crazy. Imagine, yeah, Dragons, imagine Dragons. I know. Why did that band turn into the new Nickelback? I actually feel like they're good. <laughs> People hate them. 
But I feel they're like just, they're not bad. I think they're, you know, Nickelback never made anthems. Like, and I think when I think of Imagine Dragon, I think of like a lot of anthems. Like, they kind of came out like, if you uh, remember like 2K, like, was it 2K? Was it two years ago or a few years ago when they had the. the uh, I feel like this the, song was on 2K yeah. like years ago. It probably it was. was but yeah, yeah the, uh, everything touch turns to goals. Like, that was dope, like from Imagine Dragons. So, honestly, what ruined Imagine Dragons for me is I think they performed at one of the big sporting events a few years ago, and it was just absolutely atrocious. Just one really? of the worst, like, live TV performances at a sporting events I ever saw. Just, just bad. That's They're not bad. Nickelback bad. I mean, Nickelback is... Butt, Nickelback is terrible. They're butt rock, man. That yeah. That is not good. But, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Mike. They have become kind of that new label. <laughs> yeah, which I don't. I just don't get. Because, I mean, like, they still make good good songs. You don't have to like them too much, but they're, like, catchy, right? Nickelback's... Nickelback's uh, uh, yeah. We all just want to be big rock stars. Yeah, I just feel, you know, I feel like I should wear like a leather bracelet when I listen to Nickelback, you know, so yeah, I'm not with it. All right. So Thursday night football was Giants versus Eagles. See, it's funny. I forgot what team it was already. Uh, it was actually a really good question mark game. It was interesting. I couldn't turn it off. Hey, man, NFC East, most competitive division there is. Teams well, vying for that top I mean, spot. You get games like that. What can what can I say? I mean, it that's is how you want to look at it. It is close. <laughs> yes. Cowboys needed a last minute field goal to beat the Giants. There I mean, is, what more do you want? There is not a team that is running away with it, so it is competitive. I don't know if I'd say it's the most competitive, uh, but the Eagles beat the Giants twenty two twenty one. It's a really good game. Um, but all I really want to do is make fun of Daniel Jones, who, by the way, ran for. The fastest quarterback run since last year. Faster than Lamar Jackson this year. 21.2 miles an hour, I think it was. And Lamar was like 21 flat. He's sprinting up the field. 80-yard run. He's no one's... He's completely by himself. Like, he's about to run a 95-yard touchdown run. And uh, the turf monster got him. The sniper got him. He just starts falling a little bit. Does the little like arm wave and then just goes down. Here, here's the Joe Buck call. <laughs> From the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. <laughs> Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Going to the end zone and ends up carrying it as it is for 80. But a walking touchdown, and he tripped himself. He's reading Brandon Graham <laughs> out there, himself. and then he takes it, and once he does and pulls it, there's just nobody left. Even Evan Ingram is out there blocking, and this is the only way he doesn't score. <laughs> I love that Troy Aikman starts laughing. Too. Everyone, there's, I had a bunch of calls from primetime asked for it on Friday. Everyone just starts laughing. Because he's he's literally, there's nobody around him. Man, the, just the look on his face as he knows he's going down. Is that? Oh, oh, oh. I can imagine that's what has gone through his head as he's on his way to the ground, knowing that he just blew what could have been uh, an 80 yard touchdown. You and know, it, I was going to say in 2020, like when something like that happens, if you're a player, automatically, you know, oh, God, this is not going to be good. On gonna, social I'm going to be a gift. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a this meme. This is not going to be good for me. This is all bad. No, 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 no. That's exactly what he was thinking. He, he had knew. all that. He had all that time to think about that on the way to the ground. You know, so that was. You know, that's that's the giant season in a nutshell, right there. Because they can't really score. Yeah, they're having a really hard time scoring touchdowns, and they have an easy walk-in touchdown from their quarterback, who's running fast apparently. And he just, he just falls. That's the most Giants thing that could have happened right there. Get close to scoring a touchdown and tripped yourself. Shoes were tied up and everything like that. You just That's one of those things when you get up and you kind of grab your hamstring like, ah, coach, I just need a second. At least then everybody would be like, oh, I think you pulled his hamstring right there. That's what happened. But no, you, you got to at least try to fake it because you're, he was, you think he's not getting razzed by his team uh, for, the whole, for the next week? Until he does something great, so that's that's butt fumble, you know. Basically. And that's why, and that's that game right there is why Thursday Night Football is still great, right? A lot of the times they give you bad matchups, and you're not super excited about it. I wasn't excited for Giants Eagles. Are you kidding me? There's two one win teams. Great. Uh, 
it was a great game and you got that moment and it was a Thursday night and what else were you watching? It was so good. Uh, that's why, that's why the NFL is King because they can put a crappy matchup on a random day and you're going to still watch it. Although Rashad didn't watch it, but you're still going to watch it because you're a football fan and you get home and you're like, ah, what else is on? I'll throw yeah. the game on. And then you're hooked because it was 22, 21 in the fourth quarter. And Carson Wentz is throwing dimes to nobody because nobody's on that team because they're all dead. And they, they, you know, they won. So, Hey, there you go. Someone's going to win that division with five freaking wins. Five. <laughs> it's going to be the Eagles. They're going to be five, 10 and one. And then they're going to win a playoff game. This will be the first year. They they're going to host a playoff game with five wins. This is my, this is my premonition. It's going to be the Eagles. They're going to have five wins, maybe six. I'll be nice. They're going to host a playoff game against the wild card Chicago bears because the Packers are going to win the division, but the bears are only have one loss. They're going to make the playoffs. Nick Foles is going to get hurt. Mitch Trubisky is going to have to start the playoff game and he's going to lose to the Eagles in Philadelphia who have five effing wins and they're going to make the second round of the playoffs. Here's what's going to happen. Everybody <laughs> in the division is going to, going to win four games. That's what's going to happen. The NFL is going to say, uh, we're going to try something new to where we don't let teams that have under six wins make the playoffs. So nobody from the NFC East will be represented in the playoffs. That's what's going to happen this year because they're that bad. I'm so sorry, Joe. Hey, hey, man, my team is terrible this hey, year. People now want you to get Ryan Fitzpatrick because they hate Andy Dalton that much. So go go, go after uh, go after Fitzmagic there. He'll help the Cowboys. He'll be better than Andy Dalton. I think, I think Fitzmagic deserves better than he's been getting. We should probably talk about that too, huh? He deserves much better than he's been getting. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into uh, hour number two. We got Hater to Love It coming up at 1030. Antonio Brown has signed with the Bucks. Why? And this conversation. That's next on Sports Sunday, on the fan, or Football Sunday, excuse me, on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.